And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. It's the 5 o'clock hour already. Are you kidding me? Holy smokes. Hey, I learned something really interesting yesterday. So we have a we have a dog trainer that we've just hired. She came over for the first time over the weekend. She's fantastic, by the way. Um, this massive dog crate that we got for the puppy, he's already out. He can't sit up anymore. And it was just one of those things where we didn't really realize it, you know, because he, he goes in the, the crate kind of sparingly. Um, we're starting to do much more of the the crate training. We've never really done crate training before. We always did did it differently, but um, we're we're doing it now. And this massive dog crate that we have purchased, which is like nice, it looks like a table and and it's like it's a piece of furniture. It's not just a cage. Um, yeah, he can't he can't hardly sit up in this stupid thing. That's how much this guy's huge. He's massive. Now, the projections are that he'll be about 80, 90 pounds. That's the projections, but we don't exactly know. He's got the big old giant paws and all that stuff. Even the trainer commented on it. The wife has told me that she didn't think that his paws were all that big. And I thought she was she was crazy. Um, but you can also tell that he's got a lot of growing to do when he stretches out. And you can see his legs and how massive this guy's legs are. But the dog trainer looked down at his his paws like, oh, yeah, you got some big paws there. So he's he's already grown out of one dog bed, so we'll have to get a MyPillow dog bed. He's grown out of one dog bed. Uh, he's He still can use the crate. It's not uncomfortable for him, but that's probably like another month or two. Uh, so if anybody is in the market in a month or two for a very nice dog crate that looks like a piece of furniture and not just a cage, let me know. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's uh, it's been interesting. This guy is just growing like weeds, man. He doesn't look like it, you know, because you're sitting there staring at him. But he's he's almost doubled in size since we picked him up. Just just a massive, massive giant dog. So we'll see how this all goes. I did learn some information about the California wildfires. It turns out that some of the biggest wildfires is it the biggest one or is it one of the? It's the What's the what's the name of the fire? Uh, the Northern California ones. What did they call them? Hold on a second. The Dixie Fire. Okay? So the Dixie Fire in Northern California, right? This fire was started by a Trump-deranged California sociology professor. So he's a massive leftist, is what I'm saying. A radical leftist ex-college professor was indicted by a federal grand jury last Thursday for allegedly starting four wildfires in Northern California earlier this year that threatened to trap firefighters as they battled a massive fire nearby. Oh, okay. So he didn't start the big one. What he did, as the firefighters were fighting the big one, he set fires behind them to cut off their escape as they're retreating from the big Wildfire, so he was trying to trap firefighters there so they get burned to death. This left-wing activist. Hey, news media, where's the uh, left-wing domestic terrorism stuff? Where's that? Oh, that's right. You, don't, you pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, Gary Stephen Maynard. What do we say about people with three names? Other than our boy Samuel in Australia. He's 47 years old. He faces 20 years in prison and a quarter-million-dollar fine for each count of arson to federal property. 
That's according to the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Eastern District of the People's Republic of California. Now, according to the reports, Maynard, a lecturer specializing in criminal justice, cults, and deviant behavior, this is perfect, intentionally started the fires in order to trap the first responders there. He entered the evacuation zone and began setting fires behind the first responders fighting the Dixie Fire. That's according to Front Page Magazine. In addition to the danger of enlarging the Dixie Fire and threatening more lives and property, this increased the danger to the first responders. Huh. So he is trying to murder first responders who are fighting a wildfire now. Isn't that nice? You got to love left-wing activists, man. It's, this is this is the type of nonsense. I wouldn't be surprised he's a crazy environmentalist either. I really wouldn't. You probably dive into his social media and find out that he is a crazy environmentalist. I would not be surprised in the least. All right. Uh, Joe Biden, once again, because he's insane, is now doing things to make oil prices even worse. So oil prices are up more than 60%. They're down a little bit this week from what they have been the past couple of weeks. But they're up over 60% in less than a year since uh, he took over in the White House. And so what he's decided to do is he has decided to sell U.S. oil reserves overseas in Asia. Now, I'm, I'm pausing. I know it's Monday. I know that many of you are in your vehicles. You're trying to get home. Some of you are trying to sneak in some, some shopping right now. We've got an oil and gas price, uh, crisis in the United States right now because Biden made us not energy independent. And instead of just releasing oil into the United States to lower the price of gas and make things easier for all of you, he's decided to sell oil reserves overseas in Asia instead of helping all of you. Again, none of this is accidental. This is all on purpose. Practically overnight, America went from oil independence and being a net oil exporter to suffering shortages and, as noted, rising prices. When asked about the problem, Biden uh, risably blamed OPEC and Russia, which, again, Anybody who knows what has been happening over the past four years knows full well that that is not an answer. When OPEC and Russia were in their big oil war and neither side were blinking and they're fighting each other, American gas prices remained virtually unchanged because we had enough oil to just supply ourselves. And that's exactly what the Trump administration did. They made sure that the issues that were happening with Russia and OPEC isolated the American consumer from having to deal with international oil prices and the oil crisis because we were energy independent. Biden shut all of that off in his first month in office. Meanwhile, Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, simply cackled maniacally and claimed the administration was helpless because, remember, suddenly all the people who told you that George W. Bush raised the price of gas to help his big oil buddies Suddenly, the president of the United States, to the same people who blame George W. Bush for oil prices, suddenly the president of the United States doesn't control oil prices. And again, there's a grain of truth there. However, Joe Biden's policies are what are causing the oil prices and the gas prices right now. 
So what he does, he goes out there, instead of tapping into this thing and, and helping the American market so you have lower prices at the pump, which would help you in your daily lives as inflation is going nuts. Instead of doing that, he's, he's, just, pulling, he's just pulling strategic uh, petroleum reserve and he's selling it overseas in Asia instead. What a piece of crap this guy is. Every single one of you, by the way, every single one of you, including you fake Republicans and you fake conservatives and everything else who voted for Joe Biden because you didn't like somebody being mean on Twitter, even though he never initiated any of those exchanges. You're all responsible for this. Every single one of you. I want you to remember that. Every one of you. You did this. Joe Biden didn't do this. You did. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Make sure you let them know that I sent you over there too, please. What else do we have? I got to follow up on this, this smallpox thing. I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show. Uh, I think I told you I was going to talk about it Wednesday. Ran out of time on Wednesday. So smallpox... Well, I should say vials that were labeled smallpox were found at a Merck laboratory. Now, Merck, one of the big pharmaceutical companies. So this is concerning because smallpox shouldn't have been messed with at that particular lab. Uh, Caused some pretty big fears for a lab leak. Uh, Smallpox is one of the worst viruses in human history. And it's one of the reasons that it is constantly explored for weaponization. So uh, a, a smallpox bioweapon is one of the most feared bioweapons on the planet. And so it is a routine issue uh, when you have the potential for a bioweapon. Uh, it's something that we always monitor for. So the CDC gets called in after vials of smallpox are found at a Merck laboratory. The CDC comes in. Then the FBI launches a probe. Okay? So what do we have here? 15 vials, five labeled smallpox, were found at a facility outside of Philadelphia. They were discovered by a lab worker cleaning out a freezer on Tuesday night. The deadly virus killed 300 million people in the 1900s and was eradicated with a mass vaccination campaign. But again, um, efforts to weaponize smallpox have been ongoing around the world for a number of years. Samples are only supposed to be stored at two labs in Russia and Atlanta, Georgia. Most Americans today are not vaccinated against smallpox. And so the FBI launched an investigation into this thing. Now, Here's the latest word from the CDC. The CDC has finished their investigation into the vials of smallpox that were found outside of Philadelphia at a Merck lab. The CDC says the vials contained no trace of the virus known to cause smallpox. Now, that is according to the CDC here over the uh, the weekend. Now, 
Um, here's the big question, I guess. Given the past couple of years and going back into the Ebola situation under Obama, does anybody believe for a second that the CDC is telling you the truth? That's the thing, right? Now, there's been no smallpox outbreak, thank God. Why are vials labeled smallpox at a Merck laboratory? Is it a prank? Is it an oversight? Is it a cover-up? I don't know. I have no idea. But the problem is, is that as we're sitting here talking about this, the reality of the situation is nobody trusts the CDC anymore. Because every time the CDC tells you something, you end up finding out the opposite is true. Under the Obama administration, the CDC could not even tell anybody if Ebola could be spread through the air. And everybody's freaked out because you had this major Ebola outbreak and some Americans came back having been exposed to Ebola. So we started running into this issue. Oh, you know, hey, these people got on an airplane. They've been exposed to Ebola. Uh, you know, can Ebola be spread through the air? And the CDC director could never answer that question. The guy was a massive embarrassment. The dude that served uh, under the, as the CDC director under Obama was a huge embarrassment. Could never give you a straight answer on that. So then we get into, you know, I've told you the stories, but CDC manufactured a, a uh, swine flu outbreak in 1976. Never happened, but they used it. They used media reports of an outbreak to go ahead and force people to get an experimental vaccination in 1976. Uh, 60 Minutes exposed it in 1978. All, all of this, again, considering everything that's happened with COVID, the reality of the situation is, is when the CDC now comes out and tells you, oh, yeah, by the way, we tested these vials of smallpox that were found in Philadelphia, and it turns out that there's no trace of the virus that causes smallpox. Maybe they're telling the truth. It's just that nobody believes them. So you look out there. So, what, 10 hours ago, I guess, they released this information. They're claiming the test was done Thursday. Um but you're you're going out there, you're telling everybody, no, no smallpox were found. And that's just leading everybody to go, wait a minute. This is not this is not a, like a CVS. This is Merck. Why are there vials labeled smallpox at a Merck laboratory in Philadelphia? Why were they found there? Why were they frozen? Because you know, you typically freeze these major diseases here. So if it was a prank, why were they frozen? It's a very elaborate prank. If somebody's pulling a prank, I'll give them that. But what is the point behind it? And why is anybody who works for Merck messing around with smallpox? I'm, I'm not messing around with real smallpox, but messing around with the idea of putting people at risk from smallpox. I suppose that's theoretically possible. But when the CDC comes out and says, we didn't find any smallpox on there, automatically the reaction of the internet is, yeah, sure you didn't. Kind of like bat soup caused COVID, right? And COVID can't be spread from animals to humans, right? And the infection is under control and it's it's not going to spread beyond China, right? All things the WHO and the CDC said. And then look at all the other times the CDC has lied throughout COVID. Nobody believes anything they say anymore. And we're talking about people on the left, people on the right people in the middle, nobody believes a single thing the CDC says anymore.
because they've lost complete and total credibility. So now you've got a major potential risk of smallpox. Nobody's vaccinated against smallpox. It's been eradicated, yet it is one of the most deadly diseases ever known to man. It's one of the most infectious diseases ever known to man. And governments are actively trying to weaponize it as a bioweapon because it'll be so terrible. And when the CDC tells you they didn't find any smallpox in there, all we're left to do is look around and go, don't believe you. Now, the good news is there aren't any reports of any outbreaks, so hopefully there won't be. So even if smallpox was found in this, these vials that were found in Philadelphia, even if it was found, there doesn't appear to be an outbreak of smallpox. That's good. That's good news. Um, it would have already hit people by now. So we're hoping it's a prank. If it wasn't a prank, I hope that whatever is happening behind the scenes that we're not going to be privy to, I hope they figure out what, what it ended up happening with it. But the FBI is still investigating because now they want to find out why these vials were even labeled as smallpox. Now, maybe it's just a joke that somebody was trying to play. Maybe it was just a prank. Not really sure. I guess we'll find out. But at the end of the day, nobody believes what the CDC says anymore. Go on the go online right now. If you haven't been paying attention to this story, go online and look at what people are saying in reaction to the CDC saying no smallpox were found in these vials. Nobody's buying it. They might be telling the truth. It's just nobody is buying it at all. That's how little credibility the CDC has now. MNC News Time is 5.30. It's time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. By the way, going to be at Impress Jewelry Creations for Black Friday. So I'll be there at noon this Friday for their Black Friday sale. Hope to see you out there at Impress Jewelry Creations. Again, Impress Jewelry Creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. You know, what it was is I made a mistake, and I thought that they were sending me, like, a script update, and it turns out that they were getting me my reads for next week because of the holiday early. And and so I had I had next week's FanDuel open, which isn't good. <laughs> it won't apply. And I needed to close that out and then open this week's FanDuel and then get the right date open. So that was all on me. <laughs> they always get me my reads for the for the next week on Thursday. And they got them on Monday this time. So it's, you know, because of the holiday, everybody's getting ahead of it. And I just, I opened the wrong one. So I'm a professional. This is, this is how this works. This is why they're going to pay me the big bucks to be a paid pundit on Fox News now that there's two openings there, Josh. And I hear that there might be some openings at CNN, like all over the place. For straight news, which I can totally do. <laughs> I mean, I can. This is not going to be any fun, but I can. I can. I can totally do it. Oh my word! <clears throat> what? What's going on? Huh? Oh, oh, oh! Hold. There's a report that Biden is telling his allies that he's running in 2024. I don't think he even makes it to 2024. You don't think he makes it to 2024? No, he's not well at all. He's not. And and this is the thing. Like it's it's getting worse, okay? It, uh, this is it's on Fox News right now. Uh the 5 has it. Report Biden is telling allies he's running in 2024. There's a couple of things that we can unpack with this. This is this is not a prepped topic. This is me 
at the end of the the Bill O'Reilly spoiled portion of the program, killing one minute of time. Okay, <laughs> that's what this is. Um, there's a couple of things to unpack. One, even if he wasn't planning on running, he has to say that. It's politics. You have to say, yeah, of course I'm running. That's why every time we had Governor Pence on and we asked him if he was running for president, he would go, I just want to be the governor of Indiana. I'm focused on being the governor of Indiana. And his wife in the back of his, because I know, I, I, I know their inner circle. His wife is back there going, you need to run for president. She was always a big advocate of, of Mike Pence running for president. The RIFRA thing happened. He didn't think he had the political capital to do it, but he was tapped for VP. And now he thinks he can run for president next time around, right? But we would get this all the time. You know, it's always like, are you going to run? You can announce, I'm just focused on my job. You get it with every every politician. So even if Joe Biden wasn't planning on running in 2024, he has to say that. So don't put too much stock in it. Two, is it even theoretically possible that a coherent Joe Biden could run in 2024. Here's the thing. Nobody, almost spilled coffee, nobody at all on the left, the right, or the center is pretending that Joe Biden is well. For a long time, the left was pretending that Joe Biden was well, and it was a conspiracy theory that he was unwell. The left is not at all pretending that he is well, okay? You're seeing it on CNN. You're seeing it on MSNBC. You're seeing it all over the blue checkmark brigaders on Twitter. No one is pretending that Joe Biden has a healthy mind anymore. The reason that you're hearing so much about the alleged fight between Judge and Kamala Harris is because they're trying to figure out what in the world to do. The original plan, as I've told you before, Kamala becomes VP or uh, from VP to, to president after two years. So she then qualifies to still run for two terms. Okay. So she gets two years plus she can still run for two terms. Judge becomes the VP. I don't think the Democrats want to do that because everything that they've given Kamala to do, she screwed up everything. So I think that there, there's some reports here. There's some speculation that they're trying to move Kamala out of the way. I don't know if that is true, but there's some speculation that they're trying to move Kamala out of the way and they're trying to bump Pete up to VP. So they're, they're, <laughs> I, I don't think that happens, but there's rumors. So at, at the end of the day, the swamp is trying to figure out what in the world to do about Joe and what in the world to do about Kamala because they're both disasters. We've got more coming up 95.3 MNC.